You're listening to episode 44 of Alexa in Canada, The Voice Experience. She's got, She's skills. got skills. My name's Terry Fisher, and here's the deal. Voice technology is changing so fast, and I'm trying my best to keep up with it. I'm here to learn everything I can about Alexa, so you and I can figure her out, and so we can make our lives more organized, relaxed, stress-free, and even have some fun. Let's learn some skills. Well, welcome to this week's podcast. I have a couple of guests, and they're talking about a completely new sector that we haven't talked about yet on the podcast. But just before we get to that, I want to tell you about the sponsor of the show. And that, of course, is the Alexa Conference presented by VoiceFirst.fm. It's the worldwide gathering of Alexa developers and enthusiasts, and I am pleased to say that uh, I will be one of the speakers. This is taking place January 15th to 17th, 2019 at Chattanooga, Tennessee. And as you know, you can get tickets right now. They are available. And with the promo code Alexa in Canada, you can get 20% off. And of course, I will have the, uh, the link to the tickets with the discount on the show page notes. Now, today I'm really excited. I've got, like I said, a new sector. We are talking about voice-guided cooking. And to do so, I have not one, but two guests on the podcast today. We have Bahubali Shete, who is the co-founder and CEO of Clove Chef. And we also have Mario Rodriguez, who is the chief culinary officer of Clove Chef. And together they make a formidable team and uh, they are creating an incredible product. And here's the best part for us Canadians. The skill is available in Canada right now. So uh, let's have a listen to what they have to say and uh, get excited. I hope you're getting hungry because, well, if you're not already, you will be after this episode. Here they are, Bali and Mario. Maybe we can start off by getting each of you to introduce yourselves and tell us just a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'll start off. My name is Bahubali Shete. Uh, you said it right. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I am the founder uh, of Clove Chef. Uh, we are a voice first uh, guided cooking solution company. We are also the first voice marketing and voice uh, uh, commerce company. We also do analytics for cooking and deep feedback based on sentiment analysis. Uh, we'll talk about it more, uh, but uh, basically what we try to do is we have people feel confident in their kitchen to pick any recipe, walk through it, cook it uh, com- confidently, and get some nice tips along the way uh, so that they can do it right. That's great. I have never even uh, heard of the concept of analytics for cooking, but we'll get into that. Uh, how about you, Mario? What's your, what's your story? Yeah, thanks, Terry. Um, so my background is, is basically in the culinary world. So, you know, I kind of worked up the ranks in the restaurant world. I'm a chef by trade. I also worked in more, uh, before I actually jumped in the culinary world, I actually worked for a logistics and operations uh, consulting company. So my brain kind of works that, you know, step-by-step type thing, um, you know, task-oriented and everything else. Um, and basically, you know, like I said, my background's in food. Um, so I live, breathe, and die <laughs> cooking, eating, and everything else. So that's kind of my background. Okay, and I have to ask you with the, uh, with the culinary background, how do you like manage to like not put on a lot of weight when you're cooking all this great food? What's the secret there? 
Ooh, that's tough. I mean, especially now that I'm traveling, um, it's tough. Um, I I try and eat what I can, enjoy it. Then once I have some weeks off and back in my home, I'll I'll try and work out or go for you know a couple miles of, of running. So awesome, that's great. Good. So let's let's talk a little bit about um, Closef and the products that you have. Maybe you can go into a little bit more uh, detail about Bali and tell us, you know, what is this that you have created? Um, what does it do? Yeah, sure. So uh, there are two aspects of this product or the platform, I will call it. Uh, one is the consumer side of it and, and second is the business side of it. Uh, on the consumer side, what it does is the consumer can uh, pick any recipe by saying, you know, I have uh, tomato and chicken and what can I cook in 20 minutes? Start from there and then based on consumers' preferences, we help them to choose the right recipe you know, you know, if you just open, say, chicken masala, you get tons of recipes. But what is right suited for that consumer is offered based on their preferences. And then we help them to shop the ingredients based on what they picked if they want to. And if they have the ingredients and they want to get started cooking immediately, we can get started immediately. And then we walk through the recipe step by step, uh, giving them a complete control on navigating at their own pace when they are cooking. Plus, we also give a very highly contextual chef tips along the way. Thanks to Mario, you know, he has been adding a lot of these intelligence to our ML algorithms, which contextually match these prefer these uh, tips to the recipe steps and uh, delight the customer with the right uh, clue or the hack they need to make the uh, dish right and cook through it and at the end of it we we also actually get a feedback from the consumers asking them you know take a bite and let us know how it went and we further dig deeper in the feedback because we do a sentiment analysis on what they said and understand more clearly what they really liked or disliked about that recipe or the dish very interesting yeah. sorry were you gonna add something there mario just a little bit about actually the chef tips. So the chef tips, you know, these are things that I've learned in, in culinary school in the different restaurants that I worked in. Um, and then these are kind of ways that things that, you know, the normal home cook might not know how to do um, an easier way of, you know, cutting, slicing basil or easier way of preventing uh, eggplant from oxidizing. Those things like that, you know, really help the the user at home and the consumer at home to really have a little bit more depth in the cooking realm and also feel a little bit more confident in what they're doing. So like, you know, it's, I think a lot of this does, has to deal with, you know, building the confidence of the user um, and the home cook. And that's, that's kind of what our, what our goal is with this. That's great. You know, I'm, I'm imagining, uh, you know, as a user, here I am, uh, I'm at home. Oh, and I should mention right off the bat here, because this is, after all, the Alexa in Canada podcast. This is one of these skills that is available in Canada, which is actually quite rare today. So congratulations, guys, for that. And I'm sure the listeners will love, will love that. But, um, when I, so I'm imagining here I am. I, I, I enable the skill. And so when I first enable the skill, is it going to ask me my preferences? Or how does it know what I like to cook or what I'm comfortable with? What, is there sort of an onboarding process there? Yeah, we, we made the onboarding process very, very simple because we know, you know, asking them a lot of questions and to making them to sign up also is a big, big hindrance in getting a lot of friction in getting the consumers on board. 
So all the consumer have to do today is just say Alexa, open, close, chef. That's all. And the skill gets enabled. They can get started with the close, chef directly. And the way we collect the preferences is over a period of time. Uh, what we do is, I mean, it, it's similar to what two friends, when they meet each other, they know each other not by asking them questions about themselves, but understanding their behavior over a period of time and making note of what they like and they don't like, and then build the profiles of each other in their mind. That's what happens between friends. That's what we do with our consumers. So Chef builds the profile of the consumer, both in terms of their cooking preferences and food preferences. And we collect about 40 different parameters over a period of time. And then the personalization kicks in after a period of time. Interesting. So when I first start out, so if I first start it and I say, look, I'm just looking for something to eat for dinner, but I'm not really sure what to do. Is it just going to throw out some ideas for me then? Things that I can try cooking? Yes. So it's going to give you certain, I mean, the certain ideas. Then you could, it also gives you certain cues saying that, you know, you could say, what do you have in your fridge? Or you could say what type of cuisine you want to uh, pick. Those kind of, you know, alternate follow-up questions, it'll ask you. And then narrow down to what you need and then pick the one and give it to you. Great. I mean, we all understand that voice is different from general recipe browsing, right? It's, it, it's going to be hard for a consumer to pick from a ton of recipes. Instead of that, we understand what they need. And then we narrow it down to two or three recipes and then help them pick the right one. Interesting. And and so one of the things, maybe Mario, you can speak to this. So, you know, I, I imagine like as I'm making a recipe, there are times when, you know, I need to gather an ingredient or I need to mix something or, or whatever it is that takes time. How does the skill, in, you know, deal with that sort of scenario? Mm-hmm. So the good thing about the, how we kind of constructed the steps and everything, we, we made sure that the um, we gave the user time in between steps and time in between ingredients. In the beginning, we actually asked them, okay, um, we have a list of ingredients. There are about nine items here. Would you like me to read them one by one? Um, or we could you know, read it back to you in, in sets of three. So it's really up to you, like, okay, let's do this really slow. Let's do it one by one. So like, there's pauses in between each ingredient that you grab. Um, and obviously those preferences you could change over time. Um, in the steps, you know, what we did was actually really um, narrow down each step, um, break down each step and see if there's other context or information we could add to each step in the recipe. So, you know, there are times in which, you know, we'll tell you, okay, chop this onion. We know it's going to take anywhere from two minutes to, I don't know, eight minutes, depending on your expertise or how comfortable you are with that or how much you're crying at that point. <laughs> That's um, <me. laughs> so, yeah. So basically, you know, we actually have, um, the system really, um, we play a little bit of music in between and say, Hey, if, if you're ready, just let me know. So again, just kind of check it into you and make it a more subtle versus like, okay, this is not, this is what you have to do. Okay, now you have to do this. You know, we want to make sure there's pauses in between a lot of these steps. That way, the, again, the user feels comfortable and confident that there's plenty of time to do this. There's no rush. I'm here to help you. Right. And how, how I'm assuming you're, you're constantly growing your database of recipes. What, what, you know, what size is that right now? How many recipes do you have in there? 
Yeah, um, the way we are working as a business model is we don't own a recipe, any recipes or we don't uh, build our own recipes. We partner with recipe content providers. So, so far we have partnered with you know, a few clients who are running some pilots with us and we have close to about 400 recipes oh, wow. from, the, uh, from our uh, partners. These are only sample um, setup recipes. This recipe set is going to is going to grow exponentially high once we uh, come into commercial mode, which will be sometime in October. Interesting, very interesting. Wow, it sounds like it. You guys have really thought this through very well. I, it sounds extremely uh, user friendly. So that that's great. Talk to me a little bit about the analytics for cooking. That's very intriguing to me. What so what does that mean, and and what do you do with that data? So. Um, Today, when, when you talk about, you know, the, the meal kits are one of our partners. Uh, CPG brands who sell the consumer products are uh, our other partners. Um, so what, what we do is uh, we try to give them insights from ac actually what's happening in the kitchen. In a sense, uh, they have visibility up to the point when the consumer buys their product. They do not know either the meal kit companies or the CPG companies do not know what happens to the product after the product is in their uh, pantry shelf or in their fridge. Beyond that, what we do today is we actually tell them when the meal was actually cooked, what time of the day, what day of the week, you know, all those kind of things, and how long they took to cook that entire recipe. Uh, typically, you know, all the recipes says that, you know, milk kits especially, this is under 20 minutes cooking, but the consumer may actually take 30, 35 minutes. Uh -huh. where, do they uh -huh. where do they lose their time? Where was a difficult step for them? Those kind of insights which are missing today uh, for the meal kit companies will be given back. And secondly, even for CPG companies, what kind of substitutions you know, people have been asking for? So I don't want, say, chicken, but I want a different protein. Or, or I don't. I want a, a mushroom in replacement of soya, or something like that. So those kind of replacements, what what are the preferences? What people are asking for? Those preferences are a good feedback for product companies, CPG product companies. And also, we give certain feedback. Say, for example, people are spending a lot of time in chopping vegetables, and is there a need for a, 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 a vegetable chopper? to be made simpler, smaller, or you know, better, so that that can be you know, used or sold to all these consumers. So these kinds of insights which are completely missing today. Um, Mario, you can add more. Uh, so these are the analytical data which we give it back to the, our partners in a subscription model. Sure. And all, all, just all of this is given unanimous, anonymously so that no consumer personal data is given to any uh, of our partners. Huh? That's that's really fascinating. I like that. I've never heard of anything like that before. I could see how. Yeah, sure. The companies know what's being bought, but once it leaves the store shelf, what happens to it? Yeah, that's really interesting. What's your perspective on that, Mario? Anything to add there? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess what we're what we're really trying to what we're doing is is actually really understanding the, the experience that the user is, is, is having, you know, whether positive or negative. You know, we also analyze what steps took longer for them to cook, um, giving that, you know, it might, 
like I said, back to the chopping onions thing, it's maybe this is some a skill that they want to develop over time. So, you know, we, we want to make sure that we kind of really understand our user from the beginning and see they're, they're progressing, where they're struggling, make sure their experience is positive. Um, and if it's negative, why? You know, and it, also if it is positive, why? So those are the things we really want to get to know. Like, it, it's it, cooking is, is an art, was what people say. So on our end, we want to make sure that they, they feel comfortable enough, enough to kind of reach that realm of, like, creativity and and enjoyment and love for, for what they're doing. So that's, that's kind of our goal. Great. Oh, that's great. Now there's another element to your company as well, where you do a little bit more in terms of voice marketing and commerce. Can you comment a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So, um, voice marketing and voice commerce is something which is evolving as we speak. Uh, there is, I mean, two different views on, how the voice marketing has or voice commerce has taken place in the last year. Uh, there are some reports which say that uh, nearly 25% of the 22% of the actual smart speaker owners have done uh, voice purchases, but uh, the real numbers are also, uh, someone else says that the real numbers are only around 2%. But the point is not that. Point is that people have already started experiencing it. Voice shopping is much, much more convenient than any other form of uh, shopping which was done earlier. The second element of it is that uh, most of the shopping is done for you know your specific cooking. If you are able to generate a ingredient list based on what you want to cook for that week and shop for those ingredients, that's going to be much more convenient. And that's what we do on our platform. So consumer can plan their meals and pick their list of ingredients they want, add it to their shopping list. They can shop it wherever they want, or they can also do a voice commerce on a platform itself. Say, you know, buy it on Amazon Fresh or buy it on you know so and so platform. And we enable that with our with our partner integrations. So the second part is we also do a very interesting voice marketing. I would rather say voice interactive marketing. Uh, this is the only platform. The voice is the only platform where there's an uh, th th there is a provision for the consumer to actually interact during marketing. In the sense, what happens in on our platform is we provide a teaser advertisement to the consumer saying that there is so and so product available for the recipe step actually you are doing right now. Do you want to know more about it? If he is interested. The, or the, she's interested, she, they would say that, yes, I want to know more about it. And then we give a more detailed information about it. And if they want, we, they can make a purchase then and there itself. The uh, second aspect of it is that it is highly contextual and really targeted. Unlike uh, most of the other digital marketing channels which are there, uh, the person could be driving or the person could be in his office browsing recipes or doing something else in the home itself, you know, uh, browsing the recipes and the advertisements are shown, but they are still not as contextual as when the person is actually cooking the same dish or same recipe. So that makes it highly contextual and highly targeted. And the third aspect is because it is interactive, we also know, you know, it's not an ad on the face and we also know the interest level of the consumers in specific products, and that can be pushed 
more uh, in specific uh, consumer segments. So this is uh, one, it's an interactive marketing. Two, it's as economical as uh, any other digital channel. Three, the conversion rates are very, very high. As they say, don't go shopping for when you are hungry. We actually do the opposite. We make them to shop when they are hungry. So, <laughs> right. So that's great. I mean, you really cover the whole gamut there. It's quite, it's quite uh, comprehensive. So you, everything from getting the groceries that you need to, to completely uh, creating the recipe. That's, that's fantastic. And I know that, you know, it's not just you guys. You've got a team behind you. Um, and I know the team is very important to you. What sort of, you know, critical team members have you brought into place to help you create this successful uh, product? Yeah, uh, we are not acting as any other, you know, uh, tech company where you just create certain skills on Alexa or you know, actions on Google, um, which is just uh, some JavaScript or Java or any other uh, technology uh, company. Uh, we bring in the element of adding the right um, domain intelligence behind it. In the sense, Mario and team bring in the culinary intelligence into the system. So we have machine learning algorithms which go in. So there's a machine learning team. And then we also have a voice design team, which is completely different from the uh, typical voice interaction design. Uh, the, the, sorry, uh, any other interaction design. So we have onboarded uh, head of um, X, head of uh, Google's voice interaction design, Nandini Stalker, uh, as our advisor. And under her guidance, we have a voice design team in our team. Plus, we also have onboarded some script writers who actually try to bring in the right empathy and emotions in the uh, voice design so that the consumer feels that they're talking to somebody whom they know or they're close to them rather than talking to a machine or a voice assistant, which typically is. That's great. So, I mean, obviously you've got, you've got key people that are really helping to create this product to be a, a top-notch product and really a, a leader in, in this field, which, which leads me, I guess, to probably my final question. And, and that's just, what is your overall take? Maybe we can get a little bit of a opinion from both of you, from you, Mario, first, maybe. What's your, what's your outlook and how do you feel about voice technology in general in this cooking space? Um, you know, where do you think this is going in the next couple of years? Mm-hmm. Um, great question. On, on my end, at least in the culinary end, you know, we once we get into everyone's everyone's kitchen and everyone's cooking with Close Chef, I think this is going to jump into the commercial world. So, looking at large manufacturing companies that process food or or um, process you know food items and everything else, I think we could really jump you know from the 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 person's home into more larger manufacturing, food processing, and everything else because we're we're a guidance, you know, we're a guiding solution for, uh, for cooking. So if you're preparing large batches of food in a manufacturing plant, or if you're, uh, you know, trying to teach someone how to do a certain technique like sous vide or, or whatnot, um, those are things that we can really help, um, the then consumer at the end of the day. So, um, I think we can really f- go straight across the food, food and beverage world and jump into things, um, in, in that sense. That's great. And how about you, Bao Bali? Any uh, any comments about that in terms of where voice technology and cooking is going? Yeah, uh, voice and cooking is definitely much more convenient than any other way of interaction with uh, recipes or anything. Because 
you know you don't have to touch or swipe so obviously you know you can just speak to somebody who is as if a chef standing next to you that makes it much more convenient and builds the confidence when you are cooking uh, the second part is that people know that voice is really convenient and that's the reason you can see the number of smart speaker sales is growing up every day but at the same time uh, it is also a bigger challenge to bring in the right user experience with the voice experience and that's where the adoption rates are still a challenge and that is what we are trying to address now now there is a platform available the hardware is available all we need to do is to bring in the right user experience so that the uh, consumer starts feeling very comfortable using the voice technologies and once that happens we will see a holistic growth on uh, you know everything all the businesses on voice platform yeah Not yes yeah absolutely i i totally agree with you and it's just it, it you what you're doing is a perfect example of another sector where i think voice is going to be is going to uh, disrupt the way things are currently done so um hey congratulations to both of you i, I you know it's it's incredible what you guys are doing uh it's it's really fun to watch um the as i mentioned the, the skill is available in canada so um Canadian users can enable the skill and they would just say enable closed close chef and they would have it ready to go. Where else can listeners uh, learn more about what you guys are doing or, or get in touch with you? We are currently available in all the English speaking uh, countries of Amazon uh, Alexa. So it's, it's available on uh, in US, Canada, UK, um, Australia, India, uh, all the five countries. uh we will definitely expand into other areas as soon as uh, alexa opens up uh and also uh very soon we will be live on google home as well so we are a voice agnostic uh, platform company and uh, you know anything which is available on alexa will also be made available with the same experience on google home also very soon wonderful and what is what is your website where can people go to have a look at uh, a little more information about clove chef and what it's all about yeah it's clovechef.com and uh, we also have a uh, flash briefing available on amazon alexa uh, it's called uh, chef tips from clove chef every day you will get to hear a nice chef tip uh, so every day morning if you turn it on you can you can listen to a nice chef tip a day um so uh, please try uh, enabling the chef tip as well um I, along with uh, you know just enabling closure that's great thank and i i love flash briefings i think flash briefings are a great way to get a message out so hey congrats on that too so um mario baobali thank you so much for uh spending some of your time uh with me and with our listeners i really appreciate it you are the uh the first uh, guest that i've had in here that i've really uh spoken about this this uh sector the uh, the cooking sector and it's it's fascinating to hear what you guys have to say so thanks very much it's been a pleasure to like i said to talk to uh, talk to both of you i look forward to chatting with you again sometime soon and th- seeing what you guys are up to Thanks, Terry. Thank you, Terry. Be in touch. Well, I don't know about you, but I am hungry now, and I might just have to go up and enable Clove Chef. Uh, thanks again to both uh, Mario and Baubali. Uh, it's great talking with both of you, and uh, it's really neat to see the kind of work that is being done in the cooking space and the smart speaker space. So, congrats again to you guys. 
Of course, the uh, the show notes for this episode at alexaincanada.ca slash 44 will have all the links that we talked about. And so please be sure to check that out. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't yet subscribed. And I have had a few people come to me now and say, you know, how can I help support the podcast? And one simple way, as you may know, is I am an affiliate for Amazon. And if you choose to purchase anything from Amazon and simply go through any of the Amazon links on my site or just go to alexaincanada.ca slash Amazon, uh, I do get a small commission. It, there is absolutely no additional cost to you whatsoever. Um, but it's a way that if you want to, uh, then feel free to do so, and I appreciate that, of course. So once again, check out the uh, check out the show notes at alexaincanada.ca slash 44, and I look forward to chatting with you again next week. Take care, everyone. She's got, She's skills. got skills.